in the club with 511 girls. Posted in the back, down my thing in my grill. Brooklyn brim with my eyes sitting low. Never boy in here with me got that smoke. Never girl in here gotta look me up and down. All on Instagram, cake by the pound. Circulate the image every time I come around. Cheese up, tell me how I'm looking, babe. Hey everybody, this is Florence Brummer on the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I've lived in Phoenix since 1999. Before that, I lived in Chicago and was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, a grandmother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, fellow follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 99, and throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Okay, so I have not recorded in probably over a month. I've had a lot of upheaval and maybe things are starting to settle down a little bit. So it's been so long that I haven't recorded since before Halloween. And I, on Halloween night, we had this wonderful night of trick-or-treating with the grandkids and with my great niece and my great nephew. And it was just wonderful. But a lot of stuff has been going on with my brother. Health-wise, he's meh, like just kind of okay. He's still having issues eating. He can't swallow food, and he's very weak, and he's very tired. He had a stent in his throat, and we went in, and he was going to have a bigger one in, bigger one put in, but it was giving him so much pain that they took it out altogether, but now his esophagus is closed. He's still in chemo, and he's just, I don't know, you know, a lot of nausea, like a lot of just, I'm in chemo, and this is the, the you know, the symptoms that I'm having. It's just been really, really tough on him. Um, he has a good attitude, but he is exhausted and It's just a lot, honestly, you know, a lot for him. And it's so hard seeing him this way. But here's the really big thing. He lives with me now. It's his story to tell. So I'm not going to get into the details. But basically, his significant other of 10 years broke up with him and asked him to move out of her home. And she was on the paperwork for the home. And even though it was always their home and he, you know, decorated it and he painted it and he put all this work into it, it technically was her home. So he needed a place to stay and he's staying with me in my guest room. I feel he's doing better with me. I think it's a a more positive situation. We've been watching movies. We're taking walks. I got a wheelchair for him and, um, you know, his Balance is bad. His uh, he has a lot of dizzy, dizziness, so we just make sure that he has his wheelchair when we go for a walk. We've been dividing up his doctor's appointments among the family. That's going well. We've been going on car rides. His kids are coming to see him often. I think they're very comfortable at my home coming to see him. Those who know him, who listen to the podcast, give him a call. He would love to hear from you. 
it's been a really tough year for him and we just love him so much and we're just very hopeful that there's going to be a turnaround in his health so that he can eat and, you know, enjoy his grandkids and his kids more. So then I had, okay, that's my brother. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out to me and, and letting me know that you're sending prayers. I really appreciate that. So I'm going to talk about the work side of it. Busy November. I didn't have any trips in November. Thanksgiving was great. I hosted about 20 people. I got lots of help from my sister-in-law, my niece, my daughter. They did a lot of the cooking, but I was still on my feet for almost six hours. And I kept thinking I need to have a better system. I was exhausted. I was wiped out. So um, that weekend was just lovely, um, especially Friday and Saturday. Probably the Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving are two of my favorite days of the year. I'll do a little bit of work um, and I'll just do things that are fun. You know, I went and got a, I've been getting vitamin IVs, which has, I think has been really good for my health and energy. And I went and did that on the Friday after Thanksgiving. I didn't have to do a lot of cooking because we had so many leftovers. And then I had this amazing Saturday. Went to the movies and saw the movie Thanksgiving, which I'll talk about at the end of the podcast. Also had lunch at Tommy Bahamas. I'd never been there before. It was great. They had, I'm vegetarian and they had a wonderful spaghetti squash and I had a asparagus appetizer that was just delicious. So Saturday was wonderful, but now on Sundays, I've added something new to my schedule, which I think is working out pretty well, but it does truncate my weekend. And it is, I've been going to work on Sunday nights. I go in after the sun sets down because then I feel like I haven't burned the daylight and I go to the office and I do things until I'm done. It takes about three hours. I will catch up on my emails over the weekend, which are hundreds of emails. I'll write out bills. I'll go through any documents I haven't seen. I'll prep my calendar for the week. I'll prep any files that I need. And it's especially helpful when I have a a busy Monday, which has been the case. Like for instance, the Monday after Thanksgiving, I had two hearings that Monday. I had one in downtown Phoenix, and then I had one in Glendale. I left court, and this has never happened to me before, at 7 p.m. on Monday. The judge just kept going with the hearing. And then I was in an in an all-day deposition on Thursday. But otherwise, um, just tons of meetings. It was this crazy, crazy week. And it was a full moon. I know my listeners have heard me talk about the full moon before. When it is a full moon, everything is going crazy. So the week afterwards, I had a couple days where I was going to California. And I stayed at my beloved Chateau Marmont. And for the first time ever, I was disappointed for for the very first night that I stayed there. And honestly, it was probably a lot to do with my attitude because I went, I flew out to California on Monday, like late afternoon, early evening. So I worked till like one or two o'clock, 
came home, finished packing. And so I had all these things on my mind. I had all these emails that were floating around my head. I was on the phone a bunch. I had a ton of meetings before I left. And I had worked that Sunday before, so I thought I would be all caught up. And Monday was just kind of a disaster. And I was driving to the airport. My husband dropped me off. And the whole time, I just kept telling him, like, this went wrong at work. This case is on fire. Like, this, this, this. And so leaving, I just felt so much anxiety. So I get to the chateau. And and they're really wonderful about all these personal touches. And every time I go to the front desk, and I've only stayed there a couple times, but every single time, even there was this one time that I didn't stay there for years. The first time I stayed there in 2019, and I think I was back in 2022 maybe, and they'll always welcome me back. They'll say, welcome back. It's nice to see you again. And the person at the front desk this time said, have you been here before? And I was just it was just a small thing, but my heart just kind of sank. And anytime I've gone into the room, there's been a handwritten card welcoming me back with fruit or chocolates and a bottle of wine. The espresso machine, they have this really good espresso machine. That wasn't in the room. The stationery wasn't there. So I called to get those things, and it just was a feeling of disappointment. Not like, oh, my life is so hard, everything is terrible, but just, I think because I had so much anxiety from Monday, it just was like a, like someone popped my balloon. So I went to bed, I slept terribly because I had so much anxiety from Monday and Sunday, and I had, you know... I had all these projects that were like pending, just like all this stuff. But then something wonderful happened. I woke up Tuesday morning. The sun was shining through the curtains. And it just was the lovely chateau that I'm used to being in. Here was something else, too. This was the first time I ever, the room I ever stayed in was a repeated room. I've always stayed in a different room. That was just another little disappointment because I felt like I was kind of working my way around the hotel, but it still was, you know, wonderful. And the the light in this hotel is so beautiful and they have windows that full on open and you're up five stories. So this is built well before different building codes and that sort of thing. And I just love it. It has a, a lovely balcony. I had an espresso on the balcony. So I, then I had this wonderful morning. And it even got better. So Tuesday, I was a guest on the Film Vault Family Christmas. Brian Bishop came, Anderson Cowan, Diana Vandekamp, Avery, Mike Carano. And well, you'll have to listen. It's not playing this week. It's playing the week after. I think, or maybe the week after that. We did a gift exchange and some film reviews. So listen if you have a chance. Also, as an FYI, I also recorded a small segment for the film Vaulters with Mitch Burns, and that should be playing, I think, in the next week or so. So um, listen to that as well. So I was just... I had contact with people that I love. 
And I had also, before they got there, I ordered snacks and donuts from Instacart, ordered some drinks, and just had a little little spread. Before they came, because they didn't come till about 10, I had the morning to myself. So I worked on emails, and that really helped me with my stress, just kind of getting through the emails. After the show, I went out to lunch with Diana and Avery to Tam O'Shanter's, which is one of the oldest steakhouse in LA with an Irish theme. Walt Disney liked to eat there, and the house in Snow White, in Snow White was based on Tam O'Shanter's. Um, Diana is very familiar with Tam O'Shanter's, so I got a history lesson and wonderful lunch company. It was so utterly relaxing. And even though I had this jam-packed day where we recorded for several hours and then we went to lunch, I was back in the hotel by four-ish. So I worked a little bit. I wrote a document that I needed to write and I went back to the endless emails, which again is just something where it's just email after email after email, like hundreds of emails every day. So the next morning, my daughter was flying in. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go do some, and and she was bringing my grandson. So I'm like, I'm going to do some stuff that I wouldn't be able to do when they're there. So I decided to go see some comedy. I bought a $10 ticket to the comedy store. Last time I was in LA, I treated myself and I rented out like a little booth. But this time I thought, I'm just going to get a cheap ticket. And it was wonderful. It was right next to the stage. Mark Marin did comedy, Leslie Jones, and a whole bunch of other comedians. Leslie Jones was so great. I'm such a fan of hers. I loved her in the Ghostbusters um, reboot that was all females. I know a lot of people kind of crap on that movie, but I think it is a very fun and a very funny movie. Um, The comedy store has a two-drink minimum, so I had two Sprites. I had a great night for 20 bucks. Before I went to the comedy store, I went to one of my all-time favorite bookstores. It's a small, independent bookstore called Book Soup, and I fell down their one stair. (laughs) I was kind of looking forward. I've been in here a million times. I know what the setup is. You walk in, and then if you go to the right, there's a stair, And it's you're on one side of the store. And when I was coming back from that side of the store, I just was kind of looking straight ahead. And I I don't know if the heel of my boot caught on the stair. I'm not even sure what happened. But I fell and just fell on my knee. And my knee buckled. And there was this sweet girl shopping. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) She apologized to me for falling. She had nothing to do with it. Like, not at all. But I think it was just the reaction of me just tumbling down this one stair. She made sure I was okay. I was so embarrassed. Um, She was so sweet. My neck and knee were killing me for a while, but I ended up being okay. I took some ibuprofen when I got home. So went home, went to bed, slept much better, and my daughter and grandson were flying out on Wednesday. I watched a documentary on and off throughout the night. I just wasn't sleeping. I, I was sleeping good, but I always do this thing where I wake up and I'm up for an hour or two and then go back to sleep. 
And in the doc, I watched a documentary called Love Has Won. It's on Max. If you haven't seen it, see it immediately. It goes by very quickly. It's about a cult, a very small cult, and a very crazy cult leader and what happens. I don't want to spoil any of it, but I've been walking around telling everybody to watch this. This was something that they did a flick fashion on the film vault and I was captivated. I couldn't wait to watch it that evening. So I woke up early on Wednesday. I felt so happy. Like I really was starting to get relaxed. I had an espresso on the balcony I woke up earlier than I wanted to because all three of my daughters called me about something, but my daughter and grandson arrived a little after nine and we got them settled into the hotel and we just headed right off to Universal. Had such an amazing day. I did an upgrade to the, they don't call it the front of the line, uh, they call it Universal Express. I did an upgrade to that and we went on a bunch of rides. Had amazing character experiences. Before we went to the park, we ate at Bubba Gump, which is my daughter's favorite restaurant. My grandson loved it. He had an, at um, at Universal, he had amazing character experiences. His favorite one was with Blue, the dinosaur from Jurassic World. We saw Super Mario World. I was kind of like, meh. I just thought it was fine. That was probably where most of the crowds were because it's a newer area. Like the ride was fine. The area was cool looking, but it just, I don't know. You know, like I don't really play video games, so that probably was a lot of it. I liked the movie and I liked the characters, like the Super Mario characters, but it just is sort of a, okay, it is what it is experience. The crowds were not too bad. The only bad thing we had with the crowd was around 4.35 o'clock at night, and the park closed at 6, all these people poured into Universal because there was a tree lighting for Grinchmas. And all of a sudden, there was just a million of people in like this little uh, square area. So we started off in that area, but we felt so like claustrophobic, and we kept getting pushed to the back and someone had thrown up back there and we weren't about to stand by throw up. So we went to just outside of the area and that was better. And and we were still able to see it. And then as soon as the tree lighting was over, we went to the Harry Potter world and we watched the light show on the Hogwarts castle, which is beautiful, beautiful. Um, we went to dinner at a restaurant that I always go to. It's called Veggie House. It is a tiny house that is turned into a restaurant, and it's all vegan. And they have like really delicious soups. And so after getting chilly, after being there at night, it was just nice to get um, some nice warm soup. And then we went back, and, and we just flopped. I will tell you one more character story. So we were walking around and Dracula was there. And for years, <coughs> I, for years I had a season pass. And there was one character, um, there was different Draculas, you know, and there was one actor who dresses up as Dracula and he's the Dracula, like just looks like Dracula, sounds like Dracula, never breaks character. It's just wonderful. And I have not seen him in years. My 
passes expired a long time ago. So I haven't been going as much as I used to. But the last time I saw him was in 2019, about two months before COVID. And I've gone a couple times to the park since, and I've gone to Halloween Horror Nights, and there's been other Draculas, but not this guy. And I saw him, and I said, you're the real Dracula. (laughs) And he's like, of course I am the real Dracula. I said, I've been looking for you for years. And I just told him my story of how much I appreciated him. He was in a um, fashion shoot in Bazaar Magazine, where he was in his Dracula character and Miranda Kerr was in the photo shoot taking different pictures around Universal and because I love Universal so much I tore out that article and saved it and just told him I still saved that article and I was so happy to see him and he said to me leave your window open tonight I'm gonna fly in so it just really cracked me up it just made it very special that is really something about Universal is that the characters are so good. You know, um, my grandson got a hug from Bart and from a minion and they were just cute. And my grandson felt like king of the world. So on Thursday, we woke up early, had room service, relaxed, relaxed at the hotel for the morning, packed, showered, had a great morning. My grandson said, I really like this place. And he kept calling it my house. I mean, I think he knows that. And he lives with me. (laughs) So he knows what my real house is. Although he always calls my house his house. So I think he figures this is the place where I really live. Um, We checked out. We went to the front desk so that my grandson could tell them that he thought the hotel was really up awesome. It's not a place where they really see kids. So I thought this was sweet. I think they thought it was very sweet that he was there. Here's something I found out after we left. So I didn't see a celebrity and we were very busy. So we weren't hanging around the hotel. Sometimes if I'm there and I'm working, I'll go work in the lobby and just sort of sightsee a little bit, see if I see anyone that looks familiar. And I'll tell you this, everybody always looks famous, but we never saw anybody. I kept seeing people who look like musicians. And the night that I got there, all this, um, like the speakers were coming in, big lights. So I'm like, oh, someone's probably doing some sort of shoot here. And I think that happens quite a bit. When we got home, I brought my suitcase to my room. My daughter comes in the room and she goes, look who was at the Chateau when we were there. And it was Miley Cyrus. She had all these pictures on her Instagram of her in the elevator. And this is a very small hotel. She was in the elevator, in the lobby. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) So that was kind of a bummer, but definitely a, a thing you can laugh about. So on Thursday, when we checked out, we checked our luggage, we went back to Universal, we went on rides that we missed the day before, and just had a relaxing day, saw more characters, we ate a late lunch at a Mexican restaurant, and um, then I took a car, so the three of us took a, a car back to the hotel, had our luggage loaded, and then we headed to the airport. And it really took forever because of LA traffic. We weren't rushed. Because I I literally gave us a three-hour window. Because I was like, if there's any sort of traffic going on, 
we need this time period. And I kept thinking, I'm like, am I being too dramatic about this? You know, like, can we spend an extra hour in the park? It is so lucky that we left when we did. We weren't rushed, but it was somewhat close. We just had to wait for a few minutes at the airport and, um, and then we, we got to the, we just got on the plane. Um, security was empty, you know, like it was great. I will also tell you this traveling with a cute little kid, people smile at you and security is nice and super sweet. They, he got wings at the airport from American. He got a badge from the TSA so he really made out like a bandit. On the way to the airport, here was the other thing that was kind of nice about being in the car for a while. He slept the whole way to the airport. He was so tired. And the flight back was awful for like the first half an hour, and it's only an hour flight. It was so bumpy. The takeoff was so bumpy. And my daughter had horrible motion sickness, and I was just sitting with Adam and playing with his dinosaur stickers and just trying to distract him, trying to distract myself, frankly. And then Friday I get back and is a, um, what I call the pay the piper day. And so I worked so much on Friday, like so many return calls, so many emails, even though I had been answering emails on and off the whole time. And, um, I, as I record this, it's Sunday night and I'm, I'm at the office on a Sunday night and I just worked for a few hours and, um, to get ready because it is a jam packed week, Monday, Tuesday, tons of meetings, Wednesday, Thursday, all day settlement conferences, Friday meetings. And I'm hoping and praying that the week of the 18th, things start to settle down as we approach Christmas. Overall, a wonderful trip. I'm so glad that I did it. It was kind of a, a nice little break before Christmas and a way to clear my head a little bit. I also did not want to go back to Arizona. <laughs> I could have stayed forever. It was nice to get away, even though, again, I was working. So for this episode, I'm going to do a little gift guide that I put together. There is a book I found that's called, it's like a journal, basically. It's called I'm Dead, Now What? You can get it on Amazon. It's probably, I think it was like 11 or $12. And you can put all your wishes in it. It's not a will, but it's also, it's a book about the millions of things that you may want to tell someone when you pass away. Like if you keep a safe deposit box or what are your wishes for burial? Is there things that you want to tell people? Because a will basically is, here's, I'll take all my stuff and split it between my kids. Like a generic, I'm doing kind of a generic will. Um, and this is a book where you can just write down all sorts of notes. I bought one for myself and found it very helpful. I filled it out and put it with my estate planning. So it's a little morbid, I guess, to give to somebody. <laughs> um, but it could be a sort of fun white elephant gift in a way. Another um, item on my gift guide list is something luxury from a luxury brand, but under a price point of $50 or $100. 
And it's generally like cosmetic type things. For example, Hermes has a beautiful nail polish. And when you get it, it comes in a beautiful box with an envelope with a ribbon and a card. So it's wrapped like you bought a Birkin, but you only spent $50 or so. Um, and I like uh, Chanel cosmetics quite a bit. Um, for the man in your life, there's a lot of colognes, uh, like a Dior, uh, the Chanel's again, that just smell wonderful, but aren't the same as like, say, buying, you know, a belt for $1,000 or a bag for a woman for $3,000. And you give someone like a little piece of luxury. Another item on my gift guide is food from an area that is special to the person. So for instance, maybe some items from Rayo's if the person really loves Italian food, which I do. So anyone can send me stuff from Rayo's. I'll love it. My, um, I'm pretty sure my niece doesn't listen to this, so hopefully I'm not spilling the beans, but I got her some jams from the Philippines and she has a, a Filipino background. So just something like that where it's like a little something special from whatever they love. You can do it with spices. I mean, different things like that. Another um, thing that I really love for a gift guide is C's candy. I think it's mainly West Coast. Arizona for sure. California for sure. I think Nevada when I was there. It is the world's best candy. I came from Chicago where they had Fannie Mae and thought I would never love C's, but I love C's. I even bought myself an advent calendar. That was my advent calendar to myself this year was a C's candy, but I've been sharing the candy, um, not eating it all myself. <laughs> so I'll open it and then sometimes I eat the candy and then sometimes I give it to somebody in the house. Another gift I really love for a gift guide is a specialized coffee. And I'm going to tell you my three favorite. One is PJ's. It's out of New Orleans. Such good flavors, such a mild coffee, not bitter, just delicious. So what I say is you can get, people can get Starbucks whenever. So if you're to give someone a gift, try to get the one that is just a little bit different from somewhere else. A one that I've liked recently is Central Perk. So like from the TV show Friends and then the, um, the different blends have names from the show. Like there's the Pivot blend and the How You Doing blend and We Were on a Break blend and they're all really good. Another coffee that I like quite a bit and the packaging is jaw-dropping and they also oftentimes have very fun movie tie-ins like during Christmas they always have the nightmare before Christmas a couple of months ago they had a bunch of Indiana Jones coffee um, and then they'll have like amazing flavors and all of the coffee like the bags will have um, if it's not a movie one you know with a theme it'll have like a skeleton on it so if you get like the bananas foster coffee which may be one of my favorite coffee flavors ever I, I have found out that I really love bananas. It has a skeleton like dressed for Mardi Gras. So very, very fun coffees that I completely recommend. They do have a lot of flavors that are chocolate flavored. 
And I know a lot of people like chocolate coffees. I'm not one of them. I don't like hot chocolate. I don't like um, mocha. And so I stay away from those, but they have tons of flavors. You can find any sort of flavor you're looking for. You can find like flavors like jelly donut. There's fruit flavors. There's all sorts of flavors and bones. Like if you're really trying to give somebody something elevated above a regular coffee. Another fun one is boxed water. It's from the company Boxed Water. They have Minions Water and Jurassic Park. It just is um, water with the pictures, <laughs> you know, from the movies. But it's fun, you know, like a fun little thing for somebody. And the um, it's in a box. It's in a cardboard box, so you're not contributing to plastic. And um, they also have all sorts of flavors of water, like they have blackberry and grapefruit, like about 10 different flavors. And the water is very delicious. Another thing I really like is a movie bag. And so it's very easy. You take a tote, you can put a movie gift card in it, popcorn seasoning, like a ranch flavor or like a a, a cheddar, you know, there's millions of flavors. You can get them on Amazon. A lot of times you can get them at the grocery store. Like you can get them everywhere and there's all different kinds. And, um, so you can throw some of those in there, a blanket. I have been bringing blankets to the movies for years. It is always cold, whether it is the winter or the summer, and it's nice to have the blanket. I think I've told everyone this before, is that sometimes I sneak soup into a movie. There's a soup place by one of the movie theaters that I go to, and I will just get a cup of soup and put it in my movie bag and then eat it during the movie. And um, so it's always nice to have like a little bit of soup. It's like very cozy, you know, and especially if you have like a very long movie, if you have some soup and then later you have some popcorn, it's all great. Another gift item I like is books and Barnes and Noble has a really fun thing where every year they do autograph books and I've given them to many people and they really do love them. And especially, you know, not any old autograph book, but if you can get them something that they're really into, they really like it. Like last year I got my daughter Lily Paris Hilton's book autograph by her. This year I'm getting someone that I work with on a cookbook autograph by the author of the cookbook and it's a, a chef that she loves. Um, they'll do it with children's books and it's just really fun. It feels really special. Another thing I like is giving someone an event and gift cards are nice. But if you can do something along the lines of like maybe a museum membership or um, a zoo membership, something like that, something that they can use throughout the year, I think that's a really fun idea. Um, I did want to say like in terms of treats, I saw something really cute at Krispy Kreme. They have elf donuts this year. So um, I'm going to order them for my office at some point this week and and bring them in because the girls in my office love Elf and it will be really fun to have Elf donuts one morning. Um, another thing I like personally, although I feel like 
these are going away and it makes me really sad because it's something that gives me so relaxation, so much relaxation and it's magazines. So you could give someone a magazine subscription. There's not magazines like they're used to. I mean, I think there used to be thousands of magazines and now there's, I don't know, you know, I don't even know, but when you go to a magazine stand, like it, in the old days you would go to, and in the old days, I mean, just even five years ago, you'd go to the grocery store and they would have a whole wall of magazines. And now when you go, they have like a tiny rack of them. Um, a lot of my favorites have gone away. Like entertainment weekly has gone away. Um, Martha Stewart living, um, magazines that I really loved have just disappeared. And a lot of magazines have come back, but they do a thing where they're just four times a year. So like with Oprah, she doesn't have a monthly magazine now, but she does one where it's quarterly. And those are okay, but I do really love the monthly magazines. My favorite, my all-time favorite will always be Vogue. When I read it, I feel like I'm a Vogue editor. I feel like I'm a fashionista. I feel like I'm in a movie. It makes me feel so glamorous. Um, so though that's a tip that I would like. Um, another just, this isn't really a, um, gift guide so much, but just as a tip, if you look at any magazines during the month of December, all of these magazines have specially curated shopping lists for um, different gifts you can buy, like gift guides. I think a lot of it started with Oprah. Like she has her favorite things, which I guess every year go crazy. But um, every magazine does it now. I just read Magnolia, which is the Chip and Joanna Gaines magazine. They had a really good list. It'll have books on it. It'll have specialty foods. Um, you know, like, and they'll break it up like, Hey, here's good gifts for men. And here's good gifts for women and the kids and even the pets or like someone in your office. They're very, very helpful, even just to help you with like ideas. Um, some things that I would call like what not to buy. Uh, even though I had said when I was talking about the cologne for men earlier, unless you really know the person, Probably not the best gift because it's super personal, I think, for cologne. But if you know, know what someone likes, I mean, I think it could be a great gift. Um, you do have to watch out. Like if you know someone who really likes cologne is that um, sometimes everyone knows. Like for a while, my mom loved um, Lier de Temps by Lancome probably saying it wrong, but every year, either my dad was buying it for her, I was buying it, my brother, I think she had a ton at some point, and we stopped buying it because she she just had so much of it. I think socks can be kind of boring, um, but then you see so many cute socks, so maybe that is on the list of what to buy. Um, I just love when socks have like a hilarious saying on them, and then, you know, you can get ones with movies and everything else. But when I think about socks generally, I guess don't get people like the, those kind of things, like a personalized sock is good, but maybe skip the tube doc, the uh, athletic socks and the tube socks. I also think of what not to buy is like super generic food bas baskets, like the ones that you get at Walmart that might have jams or sausages. There are so many wonderful 
food baskets out there and custom food things that you can get online. So look at that stuff and skip the stuff that you can get at, you know, Walmart or CVS or whatever. Okay, so for a couple movies, um, quick reviews, I saw Thanksgiving. I had so much fun with this movie. I flick fested on the film vault. It was, I thought it was going to be a slog. Like I thought it was going to just be the most boring movie in the world or it was going to be a gore fest. I thought it was going to be like torture porn. And it was starting as, and I didn't want to see it before Thanksgiving because I thought it was going to ruin my appetite for Thanksgiving. It was like a, um, it was like a scream movie. It was a whodunit. It really was good. I incredibly enjoyed it. It is very gory, but like over the top gore. So you, you're not like feeling sad and depressed. I also saw Dream Scenario, which is with Nicolas Cage, and it has something to say. It is enjoyable. I'm not exactly sure what it means, and I don't know that there's one interpretation to it, but I think it has things to say about fame, internet fame, cancel culture, and um, Nicolas Cage plays kind of the sad sack guy and it has a lot of humor in it. Um, I really like it. Um, I also saw Midnight Meat Market. Oh my God, that's not even the name of it. It's Midnight Meat Train. I have nonstop been calling it Midnight Meat Market. It's Midnight Meat Train with Bradley Cooper from 2008, I believe. This is a very stylized kind of unusual movie. It has two tones going on at the same time. And um, it was recommended to me many times over the years. It's very weird to see Bradley Cooper in a movie like this when he's such a huge star now. But I recommend it. Um, I also saw the movie May, December, which is on Netflix. It is good. It is a little bit hard to know what it's trying to say. It's loosely based on a true story. The acting is incredible. Um, it has a very unusual tone to it. You cannot stop watching it. Julianne Moore is mesmerizing. Natalie Portman Portman is a actress who is so vapid and conceited and she's trying not to be and she she just has a really great part and then there is um charles melton who is in it um perfect for the part he, like he played the part perfectly so i i do recommend this movie and you can see it on netflix so you can see it from home and it is a very, like, little movie. It's not, like, special effects or anything like that. But definitely watch it and, like, be into it when you're watching it. Last night I watched Joyride. It was a movie I was totally going to skip. Um, when I saw the previews, it seemed like the girls were very unlikable. Um, my daughter said, watch it. You're going to like it. I watched it. I loved all the girls in it. They were so funny. There are some scenes that are like kind of gross out humor. 
uh, it's fine. Like I could kind of take it or leave it. I liked the um, the friendship parts more, the more subtle comedy. There's a lot of like teeny tiny jokes in there that could go over your head if you're just kind of looking at the big, um, the big broad humor or the gross out humor. But really watch it and touching. And I embarrassingly cried at the end. It had a really sweet ending. All right, and I just finished. Um, watching the second season of Shining Veil. There's 16 episodes out, and um, hopefully it comes back for season three because I am very hooked on the show. It's with Courtney Cox, Greg Kinnear, and it's sort of hard to explain. It's a comedy. It definitely has very scary parts to it. Um. You do not know if what is happening is related to a mental health issue or if it is actual haunting. In a way, it's very similar to The Haunting of Hill House, but comedy. Like The Haunting of Hill House, the whole time you're just terrified and there's a lot of sad parts and not really any humor, like maybe a couple of parts that you would laugh at, but Shining Veil vale has a lot of humor in it. And Courtney Cox in a role that I really enjoy seeing her in, it's kind of like reminding me, you know, so you, for years you see Courtney Cox in Friends and you see her as a certain way. Um, and then to see her in this role where she's kind of cursing a lot and she's a mom that's not a great mom, uh, she's not great at housework, very anti-Monica role. So it kind of reminded me of Jennifer Aniston in um, The Morning Show. Like she plays very against type of Rachel in um, Friends. So definitely um, a show that I recommend. I, I do like talking about The Morning Show for a second. Like it's kind of okay. It's a little bit soap opera opry um and but really the thing that always brings me back is jennifer aniston's performance she is the star of the show um but definitely i recommend shining veil i've been telling everyone about this because i really enjoy it you can get it on stars which um i know is is kind of a hard one because it's like a, a smaller streaming service but they generally have some pretty good movies on it like all of the new spider-mans are on it and for shining veil alone it's worth it and sometimes you can find deals on it too okay i think that is it for this time thank you for hanging out and waiting for me to do another podcast I was doing these every two weeks for a long time. I was doing them every week forever, and then I switched to every two weeks. And um, now I'm doing them basically monthly and then hope to get on a better schedule. So thank you for listening. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Patreon. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram under Florence Legally, Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my law office page and my personal page. And my website is brummerlaw.com. Thank you so much, and I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Tell me how it's looking, babe.